1: And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined as I am every other Tuesday by Harrison Fagan of SB Nation. Uh, A fun show ahead of you. We have the Lakers just played last night their 41st game, so we are officially halfway through the season. We're going to look back on that and look ahead to the second half. Uh, try to figure out where our expectations even sit with this team. It's been a weird first half of the season, so we'll figure that out. Um, I want to make the point because it feels like a point worth making that LeBron and AD have one zillion percent proven that they are worth investing in. I can't believe we have to keep having this conversation, it feels like every freaking year. So, we're gonna talk That's about a year. And then um, we're going to tweak power rankings a little bit this week. Harrison put together his power rankings in the way that we normally do this. And seeing as these episodes tend to run a little long, instead of coming up with my power rankings, I actually threw together five trade ideas that I think are more realistic than some of the names that we've been hearing about recently. So uh, we're going to go back and forth. He's going to have the funny I'll bring a trade idea. He's going to bring more funny, and I'll have another trade idea, and so on and so forth. There at the end of the show, um, before we get to any of that, Harrison, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing all right. I, I, I well, you're you're about to be doing a lot worse when I remind you that the Lakers actually played their 42nd game of the season yesterday. Did they? Um Yeah, because uh, the in season for- tournament oh, does not count for the record. The you final game. <laughs> But it's okay. Even though it doesn't count, the banner flies forever. You know, it's the first ever in-season tournament. As Did you, you get see, that made custom? Uh, it's actually a bootleg shirt from outside uh, the crypt that I bought on my way to my car. I saw it, and I was like, this is perfect. I have to get it. Um, so, you know, and it's like the guy, the salesman told me. He's like, hey, it's the first one. I'm like, oh, man, sir, you don't know who you're talking to. I know it's the first one. <laughs> It's Like, these are gonna go soon. It's a limited edition. I'm like, oh man, this guy's speaking my language. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't broken out in hives. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm surprised that
1: like, <laughs> the color from the shirt isn't draining onto the skin. Like, just with no, your... I, I washed
0: it. I washed it.
1: <laughs> um, I, I'm glad that you were able to find that shirt. I can only imagine your face when you found that shirt because you're cheap. I don't see you buying stuff like that. Well, so I often. actually
0: do also have the official one. Uh, and it's because Mia got it at work. Um, uh, and so she brought it home to me. Okay. Um, well, so I'll, I'll, right. I'll bust that out for the next pod. Just to
1: remind a, you, a quick reminder to everybody, please subscribe here. If you're watching live on YouTube, please subscribe. If you, uh, are listening on your, whatever preferred podcast platform, obviously given my current employment, I would prefer that you use Odyssey. Um, But regardless, whether it is iTunes, Spotify, uh, I don't even know. Like, is Stitcher even a thing anymore? I think Stitcher's still a thing. I have no idea. I don't know. I I thought for some reason that it might have gone under, but if you use Stitcher and it hasn't gone under, (laughs) subscribe there as well. Um, And again, Odyssey is is where I would put, that's where I get all my podcasts now is on Odyssey. It's actually a really cool platform. I'm a, I'm a, lifetime apple user but odyssey is way easier it's way i prefer it way more it's it's a way cooler experience but anyway um yeah let's dive into this midseason thing the lakers have officially played 41 games they have uh they have unofficially played 42 because all that they have to show for that stupid in-season tournament is a week in vegas that wrecked their season and,
0: and this shirt <laughs> the first ever shirt
1: i like in that one uh austin still having his beatles haircut (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um,
0: hey look i mean we don't we don't know when they grabbed the photo for this very legal shirt i'm sure i don't know am i gonna get arrested now is this illegal for me to like show this on camera i don't find out (laughs) yeah Lakers. Lakers are gonna sue the podcast
1: (laughs) they've been waiting i'm sure they They. yeah they're they're like they're like we we got (laughs) them Finally. <laughs> um, so if you had to just whittle down these 41 official games, 42 unofficial <laughs> games, um, just wait till eight. there's
0: uh, an 83rd and 84th uh, unofficial game for the play. That's true.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Great. Right. <laughs> We're adding games to the season when clearly what the league desperately needs is fewer, but Um, if you had to boil it all down to one collective grade, I think I'm going to surprise people with my grade.
0: Um, where would you, what, what, how would you assess the season? I mean, I think almost by definition, it's a C, right? Like they're, you know, like they, I don't know, I guess C is like meeting expectations, right? And expectations Mm -hmm. were higher. So I mean, dropping the bit about the in-season tournament a little bit, I think, um, I don't know. I, I still think probably a C. I, I, I'll, I'll give them a C. I, I think they deserve it.
1: You're being nice. You're being yeah. really, really nice. It's an
0: F. It has to be an F. No, it's not an F. Okay. I was, was going to go down to a D, but I knew you'd be more negative And like, I, you know, I mean, so you wanted to average out to a D <laughs> like you would see. Yeah. So it would average out to a D.
1: How could it not be an F? They've had LeBron and AD for all but like three games. They won the in-season tournament. Can't be enough Woo-hoo! when
0: you win the in-season tournament.
1: <laughs> How can it not be? They've they've had those guys for all but three games this season. They are currently on the outside looking in of the play-in. They're going to go into this trade season having no idea on any of the people that they're going to be trading. <laughs> Garvin Ham has proven himself to be a like a bad head coach. Like not not like not. We were. Remember with Frank, it was like, well, you know, he isn't having a very good season, but we still think he's a pretty good head coach. He's like a, a fair to good head coach um, under the best. Yeah, I think Frank is
0: countries. like a replacement level head coach. Like he's like yeah. a guy that, like, and like most coaches, if you get him a roster that is fit for his talents or for what he believes, like he's yeah. going to look better. And if you get him a roster that is not his basketball philosophy, like we are seeing in Phoenix, um, it's yeah. going to look a little worse, you know. Right. Um
1: and, But I think Ham is like clearly like really bad to fair like, at, at best. He's probably like a mediocre coach, right? You're hoping that he's mediocre. Last night was insane. Yeah. Last night. It was like, it was clear. The Lakers were up. They had the, they had an eight point lead going into the last five minutes of the game. They, they, Needed just somebody
0: to stay in front of Shea just Alexander. Who does he go to? Tory Prince, baby. I was, I was remarking <laughs> to Mia last night that the team started playing. Like there was about one minute left with about like four minutes left. And it yeah. was very like insane to watch. It's like, guys, they are one basket away from making this real interesting now. Um, And <laughs> luckily the Lakers came up with uh made the defensive play and was able to hold it down. But. Yeah, it was uh, funny because was... like
1: Prince subbed in and like we were there on the, on playback on all access Lakers and Prince subbed in and like for the previous five minutes or so of gameplay, we were sitting there like, OK, this is clearly the like clearly this is the lineup that they should go with. Right. D'Lo and Austin played really well in that game. Prince had been bad basically for for all of the game. Um, obviously, you're going to finish with LeBron and AD. So it was like, this is easy. You're up. You go with the guy who helped you get stops, stays in front of Shea Gillis' Alexander. Prince subs back in the very first play. She'll just, doesn't, doesn't even make a move. Like He just, he just like, if it was like a PlayStation play, you would just toggle the stick right. And Prince was just like, yeah. whoa, how did you do that? And he got a, like a few Oh man, layup. guys, he's so fast. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how you don't assess this team with an F this season you have like legitimate turmoil is too strong a word. I think, well, no, at various points this season, there has been turmoil within the organization, yeah. uh, like in, in the locker room, right. Was that, that has been a thing. Now you have, I reported the other day that there's a rift in, in, in the organization as it pertains to Darvin Like this should have been a nice easy 40 ish games or so to get you to this point. And get you ready for the trade deadline, but it's been a mess. It's been an un it, it's been like bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. and I don't know how we don't say that that isn't a failure for for what this this these games should have been.
0: to quote my moral compass, uh Raj Chapalu, uh even the devil needs an advocate, and so uh, you know i I'm going to advocate <laughs> for this Lakers season. I, I think you know, they've had a lot of injuries that they did not expect. I think the roster is, you know, if we're gonna be as fair to Darwin as possible, I think the roster is less well-constructed than we all thought going into the season. Like, I'm not saying that they can't be better. I'm not saying that he hasn't misused guys or whatever, but I do think that there are some puzzle pieces that don't fit as well together as everyone was hoping. And, you know, to sort of make it through everything that they've gone through, you know, all the discord, the terrible vibes, you know, um, the the spending two extra days in Vegas in the middle of the season that, you know, just hardship that no other team has ever encountered before. Um, they, uh, like, I, I think... To be within one game of 500, sort of given everything that has gone wrong, how terrible things feel like they've been, you know, does feel like, okay, you know, they're still, they have not completely sort of lost the rope yet you know like and so yeah. to me that's where an f would be an f would be like they're basically out of the play in hunt they're gonna need a miracle you know whatever like they are I-, I believe actually in the standings maybe last night put them back in but i know going into last night they were outside the play-in picture mm-hmm. um and so again not arguing that this has been a success i just that i don't think that it it like it's not over You know what I mean? And I I think that there are ways that this team can recover. Um, You know, it's going to be, as I mentioned on Twitter the other day, it's going to be a second straight deadline where the Lakers are hoping to trade someone named Russ and reignite uh, a title, you know, like sort of a title pursuit. I I did miss
1: Nick Harrison. I will, I will correct myself to, and to your point, the Lakers are currently in the 10 spot.
0: They are. Okay. So we move back in.
1: They are now they've played two more games than the Houston Rockets. Um, so like if the Rockets were to win both of the extra games to get to the, to where the Lakers are, the Lakers would technically be at the 11 spot or whatever. But I, I I should say the objectively correct thing is that they are now the 10 spot. Yeah. Congratulations guys.
0: We did it. Uh, (laughs) The Lakers just they love tournaments, okay? They're like they really want to play, they want to play in the in season tournament, they're really motivated for the play in tournament. You know, they're just there, they love tournaments. If someone can convince them that the NBA Finals is a tournament, like this team is going to be unstoppable.
1: Um, it would be funny to like, like, just have broken into the five regular season to them.
0: It's like, guys, this is like a big 82 game long tournament to determine who goes to the next tournament. Which then determines who wins the overall tournament.
1: It's, I mean, it, it, there's your answer right there. I can't believe yeah. Darwin hasn't thought of it. Um, I well, I can, but I can't. Um,
0: to, to your point, though, like I will, I will add, like the I understand why people are down on this season. Hell, I've been down on this season. Like the last few weeks have not been fun to watch. No, and it, it's like the again, the vibes are truly terrible. There was sort of that report of, you know, uh, originally starting with you, you know, sort of that Darwin had sort of lost the locker room. And then obviously a much bigger platform report similarly uh, from, you know, again, with all due respect to you, more sources. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is something that an editor, yeah, it's an (laughs) editor. And like, this is something that is really, really out there now. Like this is more than just sort of like, Hey, you know, like every team has one guy that's like, yeah, the head coach has lost me. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. you're, Jonathan Kaminga, so to speak, you know, yeah. uh, like everything well, has a Moody. Yeah, every team has one guy that is like upset about their role, and like the coach has lost or whatever. Like that's just bad. We, anyone who's been on a basketball team knows that there's always someone who's pissed at the coach about their playing time or whatever. But like to have you know that many people upset about it, to have sort of you know it, it, thing the you know sort of like you said your reports of like discord in the organization. You know, I I will say I was I was at the Raptors game a week ago today, a game that they won, uh, and it was just amazing. To see how bad things looked to be on the bench like this is something i was sitting in section uh i believe it was like 118 it's like basically to the right of the bench if you're looking at the court and i was watching these timeouts you know the entire time and you know you just for clip. Like, <laughs> yeah just for like <laughs> what's going on you know and sort of you know how are how are guys feeling how's lebron specifically sort of reacting to all of this and If he interacted with Darvin during that game, it was maybe once that I saw, and it was Darvin coming over and saying something to him as he was getting set to check in at the scorer's table. He was, every single time out, he was either... It, like sort of near it and looking off in the opposite direction or he was sitting, you know, if he wasn't in the game, he was sitting on the very end of the bench, the only player sort of not engaging. And so sort of, you know, to the reason why you feel like it's an F is like, if he's feeling like that and he's feeling that kind of way about how the head coach is doing and, you know, does not seem to necessarily be receiving his message. I, I think it sort of would be my takeaway from that. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not good. And I, I get why, you know, I, I think the reason I'm going C, a see a little more positive, you know, I sort of, I'm considering maybe D like, but is that they're still, despite all of that, they're still sort of in the hunt. The season is not lost. Uh, you know, they still can, as we saw last year, uh, they can still turn this thing around with the sprint to the finish. Although again, like to your point, having LeBron and AD this healthy and still having things be going this terribly, you know, as much as we like to joke, the team was, should not have actually been built around Gabe Vincent's availability. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of tough.
1: Here's here's where I checkmate. Even that point, the Lakers are currently again a game below five hundred. They are in the ten spot. They have to now kind of sprint to the finish to keep up because that's what it's going to be. The yes. conference is still just as tough. Like they are going to have to sprint and claw and all of those things
0: to. You would think Utah's is going to fall out here. It would be What's sort that? of like one of the saving graces here. You would think Utah's gonna fall out. Hopefully, but like you yeah. y- you hoped that last
1: year. It didn't happen until like the like third or fourth game. Until they traded the the half team. their
0: rota- half their starters to the Lakers <laughs> so, <laughs> and then right.
1: tanks at the end of the season.
0: Uh <laughs> they're still right
1: back there. But but like I even granting, and it's a good point, I'm not necessarily disagreeing that with all of this bullshit, they're still are in a position to potentially make that kind of a run, but they are in this position. Like it's kind of a miracle that a 39 year old LeBron James has only missed a couple games for like precautionary reasons. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a miracle that Anthony they really Avis... should just
0: list him. as like LeBron James, like parentheses, 39 years old, old uh, is out yeah. tonight. You know, yeah, I, I think, like I think he's earned. LeBron it, James you know, Google
1: just, age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't need to tell us what the injury, like we, we get it. You know, uh, I think, you know, Anthony's, Anthony's 43. Like I, I think, you know, I'm, um I'm <laughs> literally 33. like,
1: so last time I finished work at like three 30 in the morning and then just collapsed onto my bed and apparently didn't yeah. move all night. And my neck like legit hurts. So, yeah, when yeah. you say LeBron James, 39 years old, I, yeah, I can just, relate. That's what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, But so I, again, not disagreeing with what you're saying. And I think that's a great point when it comes to like setting expectations here moving forward. But the fact that they currently sit here and now have such slim margin for error, if LeBron tweaks something. Hoping that he doesn't, right? Yeah. Uh, if AD again tweaks something and they miss some time here, the Lakers
0: have no margin for error to work with there. And yeah, again, not to be morbid, but based on those guys' seasons in the past, you would expect that even even with like a minor th- like they're gonna they're gonna miss a week or two at some point here. Yeah. Like history would make us believe that at some point they are going to have some level of absence, whether it's serious or not.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, if that happens, they currently sit at the 10 spot. And where do you sit after that week or so that one or both of them miss? Right. And, and now look like last year, they had really bad injury luck. Yeah. And maybe this season is the positive regression from that last season. Not to say that there is any link or correlation between the two, but sometimes luck swings both ways. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's essentially what they have to hope for here. And the fact that with, and, and like, I just, I find myself cause, I, and again, I, this isn't like against you in particular here, but I keep on seeing the point of like, well, maybe the roster isn't that good. And I, I, I will grant that I'm very stubborn and I will grant that I was high coming into this uh, season with this roster. And I thought that it made a whole bunch of sense. And maybe I'm just like refusing to acknowledge that maybe I was wrong about this roster. But I just don't know how you gauge this roster. You grade this roster, given how bad Ham has been at his job. Like, the Lakers last night, (laughs) all of the beat reporters last night apparently misheard Darvin Ham because it was so, like, (laughs) obvious that, like, the lineup that he should have gone with was so obvious right there, and everybody was like, finally, cool. The, the the season can finally get under why uh underway here. He's going back to the lineup that got him to the Western Conference Finals last year. But nope. Now Tarvin's like, no, Darvin's like, you guys thought I was good at my job.
0: You idiots.
1: Like, and then he goes with the lineup that begins the it's season. He's like, wait, Dave, you thought I you. was
0: benching Torian? I just saw your tweet. <laughs> uh, no.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I just it's it's hard for me to say and and you know, we, we obviously talk a lot off of the air, a lot more off of the air than on it. And, you know, one of the things that you and I went back and forth on is the slice of blame pie that I would serve to Darwin ham. And to me, I don't know how much pie is left for anybody else because even the other issues that I could attribute to other people, I feel like I could trace right back to Darwin, right? Like I, he to me, and 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 so long as he remains the head coach, like even if, and, and we're going to go through trade ideas here in a little bit, but even if the Lakers have another great deadline, because they had a great deadline last year, say they have another great one here, I don't know how willing I am to trust what this roster is is capable of, because darvin's still standing there with his hands in his pockets, and like so long as he remains there. And so long as there is this like rift in the organization, because basketball ops knows that there's a ceiling on this team because he stands there. And, and so long as Rob and Jeannie basically stapled their tenures to Darwin. That's essentially what they've done. Like when, when, when you see all of these reports, they went
0: on like a leaking media tour for Darwin last week. It was insane. I uh, you don't see that very often. <laughs> I I could say I don't feel like I'm violating anything by by saying this because I I wasn't like credentialed at the game, and so like normally if I'm credentialed... it's like you know you don't want to talk about other people's sourcing or whatever. But um, yeah. like I, I was just a fan. I was there in attendance pregame. I I saw Rob making the rounds. I I definitely um, it was interesting to uh, see all the people sort of coming out with stories about you know um Darwin and yeah. how much support he had, and
1: yeah. I I mean it's. You did not even have to be there for it. You could see it in their writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ham keeps attributing it, right? Like Ham keeps on saying that Genie texted me about this stuff and, and like, that's fine or whatever. I think it's abject insanity to staple your tenure as the lead decision maker in the organization to somebody as clearly inept as Darwin is. I think that's crazy to me, but like <laughs> you're called Jeannie and and your call, Rob. And and like that's why, with a, 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 as much as everything that has gone wrong here for the Lakers, the reason I consider it an F is they've been in, tr- in in control of all of the things that went wrong, and the things that they don't have control over have gone well. I.e., LeBron and AD's
0: health. So like, if that turns, well, uh, if that I, luck I, I, turns, there, there are then, like, how are they going to control? Let's- Let's be fair. There are some things that are outside of their control that have gone wrong. And go wrong. this is not to make an excuse necessarily. Like, every team has injuries. Every team has, you know, guys that had a long summer or, you know, something going on or there's some context to their struggles or whatever. Like, this is just life and this is the NBA. But, you know, like, I I, I can't blame Darvin for Austin playing in FIBA and coming in with tired legs, clearly, and sort of his jump Mm -hmm. shot not being there. I I can't blame Darvin for, you know, Gabe Vincent, who they thought was going to be a major part of their rotation, like getting hurt. Uh, you know, like there are certain things, my point was not that you can't blame Darvin for a lot of things or maybe yeah. even the majority of things that have gone wrong with this team, especially considering, you know, that again, like he was sort of billed as the leader of men, you know, like guy that was going to unite the locker room. And then it sort of seems like he's lost a decent chunk of it. Um, and that was supposed to be sort of the strong suit. And it's like, at that point, you know, what are you bringing to the table? You know, um, yeah. And, and, but I I was, my point was more that, you know, again, I think that this roster does not fit as well as I think everyone was hoping it would. I think that there's a lot of guys that, there's a lot of options and there's a lot of lineups that you could play. But I I think that there's a lot of guys that are sort of, are starting to show their sort of limits as more sort of one-way contributors. And I think that that has sort of made this puzzle a little bit harder to solve, to be, again, to be as fair as possible to Darvin, who I don't think has done a good job. But I do think that there are real context things there that have not necessarily aided him.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Like the Lakers were basically banking on Austin, taking a leap forward this year. He hasn't, they were yeah. banking on Vando taking a leap forward, especially offensively. He got worse. They were hoping yeah. that Rui would recapture it's some bad. of what he did. It, in like the it's Like
0: his again. His defense is back, but the offense is like it's scary. It's like it's worse than the playoffs last year.
1: We were joking on um, on All Access Lakers last night, and like it's insane, Harrison, that he's averaging like two points a game or something like that, and the defense yeah. isn't guarding him. Yeah, like, like you know how bad you have to be to not be guarded and not take he advantage looks, of that and score
0: occasionally. He looks afraid to shoot layups, Anthony. Yeah, like it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's worrying. And like, I can see how you could look at that and be like, I don't necessarily think that that guy's the best fit in the starting lineup alongside LeBron and AD when we're trying to get them space. You know, like yeah. I I think that that is a defensible call to be honest. So yeah, I guess
1: the I, one that i, I couldn't defend
0: would... was the continuing to start cam like that yeah. is sort of the, like, because that's the same problem it's like you're looking like he's looking at vando and he's like man that guy sucks at offense and then he's like i better play cam reddish 35 minutes a game you know it's <laughs> yeah like cam um, is sort of showing us that like more confident vando isn't necessarily uh, like a helpful offensive <laughs> player either you know Imagine
1: vando just pulling and transition from three yeah that's fair um what I will say though, and this gets us to the second point here on the show, is that through all of that, through all of this noise, through all of this nonsense, through all of the bad coaching, LeBron and AD have been so spectacular that they have kept the Lakers in this spot. Yeah. And again, that to me proves, and I can't believe that they have to, it is so. And not unfair. to take LeBron for
0: granted, but I have to say, especially AD, you know, like yeah. he, he, the, the defense with him off the floor is it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Although wood has been better.
1: Like since yeah. wood has been playing better, like the defense doesn't look yeah. as bad, but and since, for, like, season, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when it was Hayes instead of wood back there, it was just like, just go on, just go score. It's like, just Oh man, foul. this guy's
0: trying really hard while he gives up layups though. So, yeah. you know, we got to keep him in the rotation.
1: Um, but like, What I was going to say is it feels almost unfair that, again, you and I are going to sit here and make the point that LeBron and AD have proven
0: that they are worth gambling on again, right? Because I had had PTSD seeing this little sub headline to the side of like, remember when the passive aggressive leak off of 2022, when that was like a thing, the Lakers were like, LeBron and AD, what have they proven? You know? <laughs> they got to show up. They know how to win.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, it but, but like cuz I I saw I saw that like the conversation was starting of like you know, if they fall out of the play in, is it really worth saving this season and it's like you're going to waste another season, especially yeah. this season from Anthony Davis. Harrison, if the Lakers had won like 5 or 6 more games this season, he'd be a legit MVP candidate. Yeah. Like, flat out and it's
0: like, like he, he's been guys, incredible this year yeah what do you need these guys it, it's like you know like oh you know we're just gonna we we gotta prove that these guys are worth inv- what, what do you mean we're, worth investing in you know it, it's <laughs> like what are you what are you are you a basketball team are you trying to win basketball games you know like these guys yeah. they're, they're still pretty good at that you know I, I don't know are you are you betting that in 2029 you're gonna have better players on the team that you need those picks to invest around you know i and and not the way this is going (laughs) and so like well
1: and here's where i'll do the in fairness thing right it's insane that lebron at 39 years old is this good like i don't think they keep betting on him to fail they're like they're like well i I do legitimately think well yeah like well legitimately is the wrong word to use i do kind of sort of think that like the lakers are looking at this like how is he still doing this Yeah, you know, and and part of you, like if it was you making the decisions here, I know you're very risk averse. Right. And so like you at some point would be like, man, it's tough to keep on the the trades that I'm going to be talking about here is involving the number, the 2029 first round pick. The next the, (laughs) the, the the next pick after that, that the Lakers would be able to trade would be like 2031. We're talking about almost a decade out from here and you're you're doing that to again
0: retool around a 39 you're year need old that LeBron. To continue to build around lebron in 2031
1: <laughs> you, you might <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and so like yeah i
1: i i can kind like when i say it like devoid like completely void of other context and what we've seen from those guys this year okay i can kind of get it in a vacuum but the problem is this isn't happening in a vacuum we're watching Anthony Davis play absolutely special basketball. What he did last night to the Oklahoma city thunder where he just decided, Oh, that's right. I can just dunk on everybody. You know, yeah. like that was the thing that was insane. Like that was driving me bonkers against the jazz. The, the game previously was, he was doing all like this floater stuff and complicated layup stuff and trying to get to the free throw line. And last night he was just like, Oh, that's right. I'm a pterodactyl. Boom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and And, and like, it was just, um so you have him doing that he's refound his jumper this season which is a huge shot in the arm. LeBron has been incredible. They found a way for him to be um effective and kind of uh efficient on defense with that whole that like week or so that we saw him uh operating as kind of like the free safety or middle linebacker in the yeah. middle of the defense like they are clearly, to me, well worth trading, not just the 29 pick, but if the right deal comes along, and I know how high the Lakers are on Austin, I personally would be really bummed if the Lakers decided to trade Austin. I don't think Murray yeah. is the guy that you trade him for. I for damn sure don't think Levine is the guy that you trade him for. But if, no. like, the the right name comes along, right, that would just would be such a clear upgrade, Austin shouldn't be untouchable. You know, and, and 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 the reason that nobody else can be deemed untouchable is because of the way that those guys are playing to me. And, yeah. and um, the fact that we are still here having this conversation, I think kind of highlights the ineptitude at the very top because we shouldn't have to keep making this point. This is like the fifth trade deadline in a row where it's like, yeah, you got to fix this because clearly those guys are worth gambling on. The, the year that they're last year, right, going into the trade deadline last year, I felt like I was taking crazy pills because I was like, how is, how is, hey, surround LeBron and AD with, like, decent role players and shooting, and I promise they're going to win basketball games. How is that the outlier take? Like I yeah. was I was out on an island with that take, and immediately they make that trade, and boom, it was just like, immediate, they go on that run. And I think, again, this year,
0: if it was, it was almost we'll like someone, it was like someone running with a, re- a weighted vest, like training for a sprint with like weighted yeah. vest or whatever. And they took the weighted vest off and, you know, they're ready to go. Yeah. It's like the, those, like, oh my God, this that, is so easy now. Yeah. Oh God. I used to hate that
1: parachute. Ooh, that, that stupid parachute that you would run wind sprints with was just terrible. Yeah. And then you took it off or like the opposite is the, uh, the opposite of the case is where you, you jump on a trampoline and then you try to jump on like regular ground and you're like, you feel like yeah. you're just stuck. Um, yeah. That's what it's like to play with uh, Cam Reddish, I think. But, but like, I think, uh, yeah, I, Your rest just dropped. <laughs> but I, I just, I feel like, again, I'm taking crazy pills anytime I, and, and, and to be clear, it is so far the, um, like, there are very few people who are actually making that point. We haven't yet seen reports of it, But I'm telling you, if the if we start to see them and we're and and we might, you know, um, the Lakers might start leaking that as a form of posturing or whatever. But if you start seeing that, please dunk on it every opportunity that you can, because it is such an asinine stance like these two guys are two of the most like talented and best players that you will ever see wear a Lakers uniform. And they are playing
0: 16 game players at this point, you know, like we saw them yeah. go up a level in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And and we, like, know, we saw them go up a level in in season tournament games. Like we know that they can activate that. They just can't do it for an entire regular season.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, you know, I know, I know that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of straw manning this, but I'm doing so because I know that those leaks are coming. Right. You just feel
0: and like, like if you don't believe in that, then, you know, go ahead and trade LeBron to a team. That's going to draft Ronnie and get some assets back. You know, it's yeah. like, if you're like, it I'm not saying the Lakers should do that, but I'm saying if yeah. you're going to do this, like sort of middle ground thing where it's like, eh, I don't know what these guys have really proven. Like, you know, you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, um, let's go ahead. And again, we're
1: trying this out on the fly. We're building this airplane mid flight. And, um, What Harrison is going to do, he has his five uh, power ranking items or topics that he is going to go with. I have my trade ideas that I'm going in. Oh, I'll go in ascending order um, in terms of not likeliest. I don't have enough information to say that they are however likely or whatever. But in terms of uh, at least names that I am most interested in, um, that's what I'll go. So I'll start with the person that I'm least interested in, and I'll finish with the name that I am most interested in as the centerpiece of these trades. And uh, we'll see where we wind up. Harrison,
0: do you want to go first or second here? I can go first. So I, I you know, right. I want to put everyone in a little bit of a lighter mood. I know that Lakers Twitter was there, like, you know, in our audience and everyone, was, you know, just the fan base at large was very upset last night by the starting lineup, you know, sort of rope a dope accidental. It's seemingly <laughs> accidentally. I will say like, it didn't seem like, I don't think Darwin <laughs> did that just to like make everyone mad, but if he did, I respect it. That was a very funny troll. Um, <laughs> and, but, that you know, incredible. I want to put in perspective for people, you know, like I I honestly, I feel like Torian Prince has gotten a little bit too much hate. And so I decided to power rank the top five, most unjustifiable coach faves like off the top of my head, you know, guys that every coach, you know, we've all gone through this with, I'm going to do Lakers one specifically, but every fan base has this where it's like the coach has a guy that no one can understand why they're playing as much as they're playing. And then the whole fan base is upset about it and whatever. And, you know, uh, so I am going to rank sort of those guys in recent Lakers history, you know, over Mm -hmm. my time sort of covering the team and to make you feel better
1: about and Prince getting those minutes.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah. it could be worse. And so, you know, I, I'm, again, ranking them in order As of, vendors. like, yes, exactly. So, like, number five is Torian Prince. Uh, I'm going to go with, because, again, like, I think he's getting more minutes, more trust, more of a longer leash than he should. But he's not a bad player. He's shooting 42%, uh, 42.7% from three this year, mm-hmm. you know, after a rough start. The he's he's promised. Yeah, he's, re- yeah, exactly. He, he had that, he 100% guaranteed that he would shoot 40%. He said 100% of the time he'll shoot 40% of the time and make them, uh, uh you know, on media day or whatever the quote was. And so, you know, again, I, Torian Prince, fifth, because he's getting, you know, a few more minutes than he probably should, a little bit longer of a leash. Don't necessarily know that he definitively should be starting, but it could be a lot worse, you know, as I'm going to remind you and just sort of put in perspective that, you know, things can always uh go a little more terribly. You know, I... I agree,
1: Harrison, like with the central point of what you're trying to accomplish here. I want to be clear. Like, I I would even go so far as to say that Torian has like far
0: outplayed his contract and he's not on yeah. the minimum. Again you know? and again, Dar- like it, it's not that like he's a bad player. It's that Darvin Ham challenges an iffy call on Torian Prince in the opening minutes of the first quarter is like a podcast bit I could not even come up with, you know, it, it's... <laughs> Yeah, like, like, if I was trying to be funny and think of humorous scenarios, like, I wouldn't have even come up with that on my own. And so it's, like, <laughs> that level of almost parody trust uh, that is sort of what we're critiquing. I think it's not that Torian Prince is a bad player or seemingly, like, not a bad dude. Like, it seems like he sort of knows yeah. his role. He's doing his best. I don't I don't sense that, like, I don't think, <laughs> I certainly don't think he's one of the guys that has lost faith in Darvin Ham. You know, he's going <laughs> out there and he's giving it his all. <laughs> that That line he said... I think uh, Edwin tweeted he's never it out like had more trust or whatever it was. Like he's, <laughs> he's never felt never felt more, more supported.
1: Yeah, more or like more wanted in in an organization. Like, oh like, man, no way, objectively dude! Objectively true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that I I I agree with the central point though on Prince that I think he is like
0: hell i don't even hate he's become too him much starting. of a scapegoat like he's not he's yeah. not as bad as as like f- angry fans who are upset about the same things we are like he, he probably should not have as big of a role as he has and you know yeah. he's probably a little bit he's been a little bit over asked i think in his role as like sort of the defensive stopper guy like that's not really what he is you know i don't know yeah. that that's, that's necessarily what he's ever been he just he's got a little too much stress but there it can be worse. And so I just sort of wanted to flag that out and call that out and just say like, Hey, Torian Prince has been fine. I think if he can scale back the role a little bit, I think can be a a viable member and like helpful contributor to a playoff run. And so uh, I I just sort of wanted to highlight that.
1: So Torian Prince on the season is averaging 31 minutes a game. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. That's a lot. And that's got to be, um, is that third on the Lakers? I would assume it so. It is, yeah. It's it's AD yeah, okay. with 36, LeBron playing 34 and a half, and then uh, Prince is at 31, Austin is at 30.1, and then D'Lo is at 29. So that's everybody who is like in that 30-minute-a-night range. Yeah. Um, If you scale that back, Harrison, to like 25 minutes a night yeah, and handed out more of that, like Rui this season has played 23 minutes a night, and yeah. if you basically had, if you had, if you kind of swapped that or, or even them out and then gave out a few extra minutes, say to like max or somebody like that, like that's fine. That's a perfectly yeah. fine role for somebody making four and a half million bucks a year and, yeah. and playing the way that, that, uh, Turing is playing this season. Perfectly fine. Um, it is because of the way that he's being used. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the, at the beginning here like everything that I, every gripe that I have with the Lakers, I can trace back to ham. And, and you know, like you've done this with me long enough that like, once yeah. I'm out on somebody, I am out and I am very oh, capable I, yes. of yeah. <laughs> time myself in knots to arrive at that conclusion about somebody, you know, once I'm out. Um, But like with Torian, I think he's, I, I would go so far as to say he's having a great season. Like honestly, yeah you know, for, for what was expected of him and all of that stuff, especially for Italy, like his
0: contract. Yeah. It, it, I, I would agree. And so I, yeah. I think that we should, we should flag that out for, you know, just sort of take this moment to, you know, as much as we've joked about Torian and you know, all that stuff, like he's not a bad player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I find myself like kind of feeling sorry for Prince sometimes um, because he's it's not so a easy. stopper,
0: but he's not a bad player. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and um <clears throat> all right so my again there are many in the
0: league yeah
1: a cent, no no but it certainly isn't uh, prince but uh all right so my number five trade here or the fifth guy on my list that i am like i, I am the least interested in in acquiring this guy than i am of everybody else that i'm, I'm going to bring up here my first trade is with the memphis grizzlies the lakers send Gabe Vincent and Cam Reddish to Memphis for Luke Kennard. And um, you could go with like an, an extra second rounder or something like that. I don't think, yeah, I'm not giving up a much for Luke
0: Kennard. I think, yeah, no,
1: no, 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 no. Um, Like a distant second rounder that's conditional and all of those things. I'm not positive how well Kennard would even fare in the playoffs. I know against the Lakers, he just doesn't miss shots. It's insane. Um, And I think that's why eventually he'll, He'll make his way to the Lakers' radars because he's played well enough against the Lakers uh, for long enough that that like <laughs> Rob was gonna be like, man that guy
0: kills us all the time. Let's, let's yeah, speaking of like speaking of minute swaps and whatever, if if the Grizzlies would have swapped his minutes with Dylan Brooks, you know, last playoffs, uh, some of those games might have gone a little differently.
1: Yeah, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back up here so that people who are watching on YouTube can see it. So again, Reddish, who I'm not sure is how much he's gonna play for the rest of the year. Uh, He goes to the Grizzlies. Same goes for Gabe. They are dealing with the same injury, basically. And it makes me nervous about, about, you know, having seen how it's gone for Gabe, how well that's going to play out for Cam. Um, The Grizzlies season is basically over at this point anyway. They are not going to have Desmond Bain for six weeks, at least um obviously not going to have jaw for the rest of the year aren't going to have steven adams for the rest of the year yeah like, I was gonna I, say, I as think soon it,
0: as they got the jaw update their season was over it didn't uh the desmond bain thing is just like a, you know yeah like cherry on top of the poop Sunday. um
1: i don't think this like if he if you wanted to try to you know utilize this kind of a package to go out and get marcus smart i don't think it would be like you would have to attach a lot more draft capital but this seems like a nice you'd have to easy use first tweet. to get smart yeah yeah this would be a nice easy tweak that would be relatively painless where you're turning two guys who aren't going to, you know, be a part of your rotation here moving forward into a knockdown shooter. Um, that, that again, I'm not sure is really a 16 win player, but I think could, you know, be, be, you know, ha- add something to a position of knee because the Lakers are still pretty thin at shooting
0: guard. What are your thoughts yeah. there? So I, I like it if it's like a second round pick, because to me, like, this is a whole separate thing and we don't have to go down this tangent. Like if I'm the Lakers, I don't really need second round picks, you know, like we, this team, you can buy a second round pick. If you like a guy, you can, um, you know, it's not my money. I don't care. Uh, so like, yeah, trade out all your seconds. Like this team, you know, it's shown that the, uh, the way that the draft goes now and whatever, like you're going to be able to get your guys like Austin Reeves that just tell teams they're like, no, I don't want a two way from you. I'll just go undrafted. And so again, like, I'm not saying that the Lakers can find an Austin Reeves, every single undrafted free agency or anything, but they've shown that their scouting is pretty good and that they're going to get guys that want to come here that want to sort of play under the spotlight. Like, I think that they, you know, I'm not worried about second round picks. So like, yeah, if you're throwing in two guys that I am not really counting on for the rest of the year and a draft pick that is not real to me um then yeah i I will say uh you make that move especially because uh as uh, we're going to get into in number four on my um unjustifiable uh coach phase rankings cam reddish uh you know i'm surprised he isn't higher Uh, this is an upset Well, just wait. That means we're truly Uh, scarred. Again, it could be worse. Uh, But that said, he's shooting 39.1% from the field. Uh, That would be great if it was from three, but it is from the field. He was uh, at one point when I checked about a week ago, shooting about 50% on layups, which again, like 50%, our brains are trained like, oh, 50% is good. 50% is not good on layups Uh, and like around the rim and you know in the restricted area like that is a bad percentage and you um you know he's i think an overrated defender he clogs the floor uh you know 33.7 percent from three got teams don't defend him and he still again it's like to the point of like confident vando i don't know if it's necessarily like helping you more on offense because <laughs> uh we've sort of seen what that looks like with uh with cam reddish and it's not good uh so you know again i, I um you know i think he should take all the time that he needs uh to recover and um you know <laughs> yeah cam is a tough one because it- Every every he, player in the league he, he, with his level of athleticism can have a two week good defensive stretch. We've seen this. This is sort of a theory of mine going back the last couple of years. Like, remember when Stanley Johnson came in off the street and clamped James Harden on Christmas? You know, yeah. all of these high lottery pick guys, like they can activate that for a couple games. They just can't keep it going. And we've seen, you know, he had that going for a couple of weeks there, yes. and then sort of fell off and started to get hurt. And you know, all of this stuff. And you know, again, I I don't like wish him injury or wish him ill or anything of like that. Not. Like he you know i think as a guy that's tried to rehab his career i think has made a good faith effort at it has done the things that the lakers ask him to do he's just not that great and so you know i i would not be against sort of you know attaching him in whatever deals that you send out so that darvin is forced to continue to play max over him because max is better at basketball uh in my opinion
1: yeah yeah i think the um the thing I've is tougher matter than a
0: couple weeks ago when someone tweeted at me like that, uh, you know, why do you want to trade for Caruso? Because we already have Cam and Vando can sort of do those defensive things. And we've seen the teams don't defend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be that Arthur meme, you know, that the fist meme that they make, right? You know, where it's a shaking fist. I had to put the like phone down grease. and like
0: set it, set it away. I, I was, I was it's so like- upset.
1: It's that shaking fist, me, but you always wear like wrist braces, so it's like that shaking <laughs> fist
0: Brace shop, the carpal tunnel break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, all right. my next one, um on uh, we'll stay at that position, and that's no, I take that back. We, This is my fourth the 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 fourth the player fourth ranked on my players that I'm interested in bringing in list. um this one's kind of tough to analyzed earlier this player is is kind of tough to analyze um fully but it is um malcolm brogdon the lakers would send out uh gabe torian and jalen hutchifino um for brogdon i don't think you need to attach a first rounder to him because of the injury concerns i also um, think at this
0: point jhs is the first rounder in this type of trade
1: yeah he's like that he's like a late first early second in terms of just like raw value you know um i think you could I would probably staple like a couple second rounders to it just to sweeten the pot for Portland. No, the one thing and now and and also, and, and, and again, I um heard it secondhand and then checked in on it. So I do know that the Lakers are interested in Brogdon. Um, so I guess that's something worth taking note of as well. But um in this one, it's tough to analyze Brogdon because things have been so weird in Portland. Yeah. You don't know how hurt he's actually been because he's missed some time again this year. Now, if you're just basing his availability off of the way that his career has played out, then you would, that would lead one to believe that his injuries this year have been legit. And that he, he is had, actually, he was
0: medically red flagged by a lot of teams in the draft. If I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I think there was, there was a trade that he was going to be a part of that got reneged because of injury concerns. This summer. Like that, the, the yeah. Yeah. So, the like, first, first app trade. And that's why, like, I had a I, I tweeted this last night. Um, Matt and I were we going back and forth, and um I tweeted this last night, and the Blazer fan took issue with it. And he was like, We're it's so we're totally getting a first rounder for him. I'm like, from who <laughs> from whom are you getting a first rounder from Malcolm Brogdon? That's just not happening. His he has, you know, going on forty forty plus million bucks left on his contract. You have uh, the injury concern and like he is low key, like made it known when he isn't happy with the situation. So there's all of that to consider. And that's why he's actually fourth on my, on my, on my um, preference here. And I would also say that people around the league have wondered how hurt he actually is, or is he, are the Blazers basically keeping is keeping him as healthy as possible to be moved at the highest possible trade return. Right. So,
0: I mean, they'd be um, negligent be, if they weren't, you know, he's not going to yeah. be a part of their long-term future.
1: Right. Right. So I, you know, for those who were concerned about his injuries and bringing him in, you're, you're trading a, a, an already injured Gabe for him. You would be trading Prince. Uh, I was going to go for the, like the comedic bit of like, at, like coming on the heels of you say like us complimenting Tori and then me trading him. But like, I can't, I can't possibly have Brogdon below Kennard. Um, What do you think of this one? What do you
0: think of this trade? I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of Brogdon and I'm not that into it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Again, you're not giving up like a lot, but I I don't know that like with his injury history, like I'm not necessarily counting on that. Like Brogdon's going to be better, you know, for this team, you know, going down the stress run than Torian Prince is going to be. I mean, I know that's sort of blasphemous, but, yeah, like, Prince is at least durable. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, he would probably help when he was on the floor. Uh, but also, that sort of, you know, in, unless you're making other trades, you know, that sort of creates another problem in the backcourt where it's like now you have Brogdon, D'Lo, and Austin trying to figure out how to share the ball with LeBron. You know, like, I don't know that I necessarily like that one unless you're making other deals involving D'Lo sort of in conjunction with it.
1: Yeah, I would basically the way I would go about that is like I would if you bring in Brogdon then you use Delo to go out and get a better wing, right, go out and get yeah. like Dorian Finney-Smith or something like that and 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 retool that way. But um yeah, I the reason I like it and actually even if you keep D'Lo and you do have Austin Delo and and Brogdon, I thought it was pretty clear last night that the Lakers could use another ball handler. And if you basically turn How do you feel about three guard lineups
0: with those three guys? Oh, my God. That's a good point. I take it back.
1: All right. What's your next one? (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So number three on top five uh, most unjustifiable coach faves that I can remember on um, uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Number three, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Not a lot necessary, but just uh, can you believe that guy started for a number of games uh, during the start of the 2021-22 year?
1: That's, uh, that's NBA champion DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I I, again, I know finals minutes that
0: mattered and played yeah. them well, all time upset there. He was Ca- terrible. Counterpoint them. his last pass in a Laker uniform, uh, that nearly, <laughs> nearly killed Rich Paul. Um, was that, I think, cause he got benched right
1: after that. Right. And I don't think played yeah. for the rest of the game. I, I believe I no pass. I, th- I think it literally, literally was
0: the last possession in a Laker <laughs> uniform. That was insane. That was when Frank is like, "I've seen enough now." Yeah. At this point, right in this moment. Yeah. Um. That is
1: 100% ammunition for those who said like Frank wasn't doing a good job on his way out the door because yeah, he yeah. DeAndre should not have been starting on that team. Um. All right. The next name here on my list. Uh, I, I just brought him up. Dorian Finney Smith, the Lakers would send Gabe and Shafino back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I miss Lonnie. Snuck that in, <laughs> but the Lakers would be getting back Dorian Finney Smith. They would also be getting back Lonnie Walker as like that third ball handler there. Um, I don't think Darwin would be tempted to play three guard lineups with Lonnie as he was previously and, and as he might be with Brogdon. So that makes me feel a little bit better about this. Finney Smith is like I've loved his game for a long time. Yeah. He would good. immediately be like probably the Lakers' best wing. And so like I guess I'd be a little nervous that like <laughs> would Darvin play him over Torian. Um, but like I I you know, again, you're turning Gabe Vincent and and there's a trend here, right? And you're are turning... you,
0: I'm assuming you're attaching a first in this. You know, you're not I, getting I it done without first. I don't think the Nets are giving him up without some kind of first, a
1: protected first, but I I, I guess that's fair. I would say a protected and it's, first. And Lonnie,
0: too, Lonnie's been good for them. You know, they're, I don't, I don't yeah. know that they're just throwing these guys away for Jay to take. Well, they're going to lose Jay Lonnie ben.
1: anyway. You're going to lose like they're going to lose Lonnie after the season because I mean, unless they're going to use cap space to resign him or something like that. But, um, yeah, I think. Again, and and like like essentially, the trend that I, I'm hoping you guys are picking up on is I would rather turn, and I mentioned this last night with the, on the show with Raj, I would rather turn guys on this roster who aren't doing anything for you in your rotation yeah. into additions to the rotation. Yeah, I would rather do that than like and and Torian, obviously, I just traded him a, a trade ago, but but I would rather do that than like carve out a big ass chunk of your rotation to go out and get a Zach Levine or a, or a Dejounte Murray. All right. What's your next? uh, Who's your next player?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the only thing that I want to also note on that trade is that, you know, the only reason I I think in my mind to be concerned about like trading first and stuff down the line is that, you know, this summer, I think you brought this up with Aaron on the show, uh, which I did not necessarily realize until you had said it. But uh, this summer you can trade three picks, you know, Mm -hmm. so does three picks. Plus, you know, like salary ballast, whatever. like, does that get you in more interesting conversations this summer? It is something to consider. And so I guess maybe yeah. I wasn't being totally fair to Rob earlier when I was like, you aren't being serious if you don't go all in this season. Like, I, I sort of, I get that part of it. You got to do something. But I, I also get like being cautious about including a first in it. And especially in a deal like that, you're basically including two firsts because you're including a guy that you just use a first on. You know, yeah. whatever you yeah. think of JHS and how he's been. And if you believe in that pick or not, you know, and I, I know that you shouldn't necessarily let like hindsight determine these moves, but you are sort of, you know, punting two picks at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that would be, I could, I, I could have swapped that one and my, I guess, second favorite trade here for that reason that that would, that would cost you at least a protective first. um, And the second one that I have won't, the first one will, but the the second one won't.
0: Um, but anyway, all right, we, we we're running out of time here. Who's your next player here who uh, scarred you for life? Number two, Avery Bradley. Uh, remember how the Lakers won a title in the bubble because Avery Bradley didn't go and that forced Frank to play Alex Caruso? <laughs> Man, to this day, it like, I,
1: I, the way that I used to lose my mind about, remember they had the backcourt of Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo? Yeah. And that was like something that they were using throughout the year when like every single impact number was screaming at you. That Rondo Alex was Caruso almost on was this way list. Better. He was so
0: good in the playoffs
1: that I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Bradley's a good one. I can't believe he's not first. I can't wait to find out who's first if he's second. Yeah. Um, my next trade here is for Gary Trent Jr. The Lakers would be sending Gabe Vincent, Hood Shafino, Cam Reddish. I don't think you need to include a pick here because you're essentially doing that with Shafino and Trent is an, an expiring anyway.
0: It's an expiring contract. I mean, you're basically doing this, I guess like, I don't know that the Raptors are doing this to like take on three years of Gabe Vincent, you know, like without yeah. some sort of pick equity um, while he's hurt. Like, I think you'd have to include at least a second, but yeah, it does seem like, yeah. remember there was that Haynes report over the summer that, you know, Gary Trent Jr. Had like an extension imminent with the Raptors. And then it just like never happened and
1: then didn't yeah yeah yeah
0: Uh, same goes yeah I mean I think you could you would think you could get him for seconds at this point I also did not realize like he's actually younger than I I, he's like mid-20s like I I thought that he was like uh, like approaching 30 like he's theoretically a guy that you could keep an extent you know um this summer
1: I've always loved his game I have always been a fan of Gary Trent Jr. I think he's so freaking cool like I just love his game. He gets after it defensively. He immediately, like the Lakers really, like right now their best, I think, defensive shooting guard on the team is Max Christie. And don't get me wrong. I love Max. He's my large adult son. All of those things. Went around Las Vegas for a solid month telling everybody that I could about how great I think Max is going to be. But if you basically move him into that starting group and he's next to Austin or he's next to D'Lo or whatever, whoever, you know, I, I think that immediately is is a like outlook changing addition um that doesn't cost you anything in terms of like rotational minutes. I I, I you know I, what the Raptors is, are gonna this... do
0: though, right? Is they're they're gonna want Max instead of Cam.
1: Yeah, I know. Fucking Maasai. Yeah would you do that? Would you do it if it was if it was Max instead of Reddish? Probably. Yeah. That would hurt.
0: That would. Yeah, really I wouldn't hurt. like it. I wouldn't enjoy it, but I probably would. I, I think. It, I Gary Trent has just shown more in the NBA. He's like a more proven guy. Like I think you have to do it if you're really going all in.
1: I think I would. I would really push. But hard. it would make me very like, right. fat. I think I would push hard. Like here's an extra couple second rounders. Yeah. To make up for that, I'm holding on to Max though. I'm, I'm legitimately, you,
0: you, importantly, like, stupid is... high on Max Christie. Trent Trent is clutch and so you could uh get away with exiling cam to Canada um so because you're getting (laughs) yeah
1: I guess that's yeah um all right uh who's your who's your number one uh
0: player who scarred you because he was used too much well Anthony I can't believe that you didn't get this one or remember it but it's how could you go with anyone but Ronnie Price I I just thought of it as you were talking about it man what a good one the most unjustifiable. Like he was, he was never good. It really in his yeah. career, you know. Again, well, with like all that's people. not true. He was fine in Utah. All right. Well, whatever. He was never like that good that he should be. Clearly, like, oh, we got to keep this guy in the lineup. He's going to teach these guys how to win. You know, like uh, like yeah. over playing him over. Like you know, Lynn was one Clarkson thing, and like Clark Clarkson. Yeah, the only guy Clarkson, like would have been like a rookie of the
1: year candidate in this like lost
0: <laughs> year. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: he would have like Clarkson you consider that I remember writing this specifically I could probably go through the archives at forum blue and gold and I said one day it is going to look absolutely stupid that you were playing Ronnie Price over Jordan Clarkson and when Clarkson Clarkson was perennial
0: six man of the year candidate now um you know (laughs) like yeah it's just
1: (laughs) um all right my last one here this is probably going to be pretty popular but the Lakers trade Rui, Gabe, and Hochefino for Caruso and Vucevic. The um you would have to include a first rounder here. It would have yeah. to be unprotected. It, it probably still would be so still funny would... if
0: the Lakers sent a first to the Bulls and Levine was not involved in the deal. I, I'm telling you, look, Winhorse came out and said it like, <laughs> I, I know, oh. I know it's like not, it's just like it's funny to Im- imagine Zach's reaction to them giving up a first rounder. <laughs>
1: For Caruso imagine, and
0: Vooch. Imagine like Caruso saying goodbye to everybody in Zach's face as he's saying
1: goodbye. <laughs> like, Tackles him on the nah. way out of the locker room.
0: <laughs> it was supposed to be me.
1: Yeah. Um, essentially what I'm thinking here is that the Lakers would be giving up the draft capital. They're giving up the, the rookie first rounder. Um, they're giving up Rui, who I think is And is you're swapping like fine. two sort
0: of like kind of iffy contracts in Rui and Vooch.
1: Yeah, I, I, and and yeah, so Vucevic is going to be expensive here moving forward. Gabe is less expensive there moving forward. Rui, I think, is a useful playing, useful player moving forward, so that deal doesn't hurt you as much. Um, and and like I think Chicago could probably still do better for Caruso, and I know that they are expecting like multiple firsts to even start a conversation with him. This is, I think, the best package that the Lakers could realistically put together, and this is one of the only guys that I would be okay kind of affecting the rotation for is Caruso.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, a first feels like a lot for that, especially when you're taking on the Vooch contract. Um, Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm not like totally against it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's never going to happen because the bulls are stupid and they're going to keep building around the mid three. So um, like, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Harrison, you have to run. This has been a blast once again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, and for continuing to tune in the way that you have. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please check out Harrison's stuff that he is managing over at SB Nation. And until the next time you guys hear from us, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. And this has been The Lakers Life.